Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome back to Modern Circadian Moms. Nicole Hartman and with us Tina Matthews. How's it going, Tina? It's going well. I'm really excited for this episode today. I am too. I love talking about this kind of stuff. So I'm really getting into it this year. So we're gonna cover like going into fall and the changes that we make for the new season coming in and how we can support our bodies through it. But before we before we begin, just a reminder that this is not medical advice. This is just a conversation about how we are living our lives this fall and winter. Awesome. Well, let's get right into it. Let's. So we know that circadian rhythm and the infraridian rhythm is the thing. You know, it's just following those, following those seasonal changes um, and when you really start to pay attention to it, it's, I don't know, it's just so fascinating. And it's like, it's the most sensical thing that I think I've ever really tried to wrap my head around. I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I agree. Because I think the reason that I spent like my entire life dreading winter is it's like, certain things are just so much easier to do when it's not freezing cold outside. But 100%. maybe it's because we're not supposed to be doing the exact same things when it's freezing cold outside. I think that that is probably the most profound mind shift is that I can't expect to do the same thing all the time. Right. You know, like it has to change. And I don't know about you, but I personally think summer is super easy. Yeah, You know, it's, it's not like, like to go for a long walk in the summer, you know, some people are like, oh my gosh, it's so hot. It's so humid. And I'm sweating so much. Like I find that to be easy, but it is a challenge to, 
to make yourself be uncomfortable and go outside and be freezing cold. You know, like that wind that's blowing, you probably get more of that than we do being further north. So uh, do you mind it now or have you really tried uh, to like embrace it? This, I feel like this is going to be my first year, like with first the mindset shift because every year I have yeah. dreaded winter as fall comes instead of enjoying fall, I kind of get like a little bit, I won't say depressed, but like down, like, oh, it's man, sad. It is leaving. Yeah. yeah. Because it is, it's more, who doesn't want to be, you know, warm right. and not have to put on a jacket just to take the dog out, With you know, kids, summer is just easier. Like shoes yeah. are optional. Yep. We're not putting on snow pants and boots and yeah. Clothing this is winter, optional. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this winter we are embracing it and I'm actually looking forward to it. Yes. And that is, I think, step number one, that the, the idea of I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can to enjoy this thing. And I think that that's honestly where we started. Like we really started going for a lot of hikes in, in the winter, not so much in the summer. I, I don't know. Ticks, ticks get pretty bad. Yeah. And, uh, I think embracing the beauty of it was kind of like step number one. Because it is that makes sense. It is beautiful. I know because you can see far away because there's no leaves. You know, like it is just it's or even the way that like the snow gets like glimmery and like shimmery. I almost said a bad word (laughs) on accident. Okay, it happens, but I didn't. So, but yes. So absolutely. Especially like the ice, when the ice forms around the little tiny branches. I love that. Oh, I do too. Oh, yeah. And we have to remember that our thoughts and our emotions, they do have a profound effect on our health. So like us talking about how beautiful winter is, this is not like a waste of time to talk about this. This is health. It is help because I'm changing my mindset to it. Exactly. Yeah, like I'm I'm choosing to see the beauty of it instead of like, oh, it's cold and dark and dreary. You know, like. And they found that your thoughts and your emotions ch- can change the configuration of like different things in your body. Yeah, for sure. So absolutely, it's the starting place. Yeah. So okay. So step number one to enjoying these seasonal changes, whether it be because you know some people might hate summer you know some people might hate spring so step number one is changing that mindset and choosing to find the the beauty of it rather than what is negative because even like like if you listen to the radio oh after a long cold dark winter it's like well I mean there were lots of sunny days and we were outside for most of them so (laughs) speak for yourself you know right kind of stuff okay so mindset shift Um, second part to really understand, I think is understanding that the UV light really goes away. And so that is like understanding that that affects so many things because it's going to affect the next few things that we talk about then. Um, I don't know. Yeah. No UVB where we are at all in the winter. Right. Yeah. We still get the UVA that's still there. It's just the B is... The bee gone. is gone. Yeah. Yep. And and honestly, like I had pulled up some maps of the United States and looked through them through the seasons. And I mean, I know the further north you go, the more of a deficit it goes into. Mm-hmm. But even 
like even in Florida, I was really surprised. I thought being, you know, more close to the equator, it would have been the UVB would have been stronger even through the winter, but I was actually kind of surprised. So there is that seasonal change everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe unless you're like right on the equator. How does that work? We can look into know. that later. We should probably look <laughs> into that. Yeah. But we don't live there. So. <laughs> right. So it's that. Right. So I would imagine that most of the people are experiencing this seasonal change. And yeah. we have to recognize that when that UV B leaves us, it opens the door for what we eat and obviously our light and um, cold exposure and our sleep. So yep. let's try to get through some of those talking points. So as you're embracing this year, what are we doing with our diet? So for us, the kids' diet will be more or less the same. Yeah. We'll throw in, you know, more soups, more broths, more like hearty, stewy type Absolutely. meals. But they they like apples and and my kids aren't huge like banana eaters, so I don't really worry about that. But yeah, or like we'll go blueberry picking in the summer and we freeze those so yes. we can eat blueberries throughout yeah. the winter. But yeah, we well, definitely want to utilize the broths. Yeah, definitely. Because I think what you see, and we were, Tina and I were just talking about this before we started, is that your mitochondria, and that's really what we're affecting here, they love fat as fuel. And so if I'm thinking about winter, I see obviously that UV light, I'm not a, you can't grow anything, you know, nothing can grow. And uh, so what you find left over is fat and protein. And a lot of people in this kind of like circadian space will find that time as seasonal ketosis and going into that, that, that kinetic kind of lifestyle, which time and time again, we see fad diets, if you will, cycle through. You see them in each season. It's just some people, like, again, it's that I shouldn't maybe be ketogenic all of the time, right? Unless it's for like health issues, you know, like if, if I'm dealing with like, um, oh, like epilepsy, epilepsy or something like that. Yeah. So, so do you all do a lot of soups? We do. Um, I've got like a couple of kids that just love soup. And then I have Same. a couple of kids who absolutely hate soup. Same. Yeah. So I know <laughs> again, it's that I can't win. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like I try to oh, like make one meal every day so that way I have like rotating dishes in the fridge so that way mm -hmm. everybody can be happy. Yep. And I know that we're kind of, they say we're not supposed to like cater to the kids, but I don't like to eat things that I don't want to eat. And sometimes I think like maybe there's a reason that their body doesn't want it. Like for example, my son who doesn't love like the the broths, I think he might have a little bit of like a higher histamine issue. So it would, would make, make sense. sense. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want to force it on him. I That's a really good point because I know that, it. you know, we, we talk time and time again about how kids are just super intuitive. And I, I think you can be really a, a lot more intuitive with like whole foods that they don't like as opposed to like processed foods because processed oh, yeah. foods, you know, every cracker that I get would taste exactly the same. Whereas like every blueberry that I eat. Not will be same. completely different. Yeah. And so uh, I yeah, I think you do lean into that kind of 
that their intuition, like, yeah, I don't like uh, spinach because it tastes bitter, you know, right. and I, maybe I don't need bitters right now, you know, like that kind of ask that talking point. So yeah, so definitely those fat proteins, broth, all that kind of like gelatinous, real collagen rich. Ah, so good. And like yeah. root vegetables and stuff. Like, I don't know, we get a lot, we can get a lot of stuff cold storage. So right. we can have apples for quite some time in cold storage available locally and like your squashes and stuff. Right. So it is, it is really interesting. Now thinking about fall, I think it's really interesting because I see fall and spring is really similar because I think a lot of, a lot of what comes available at that time is really high in fiber and really like bitter. So I think about like kale, spinach, bitter, um, some herbs and stuff that grow. And it's almost like your body's like, all right, we have to clean house in the fall before we go into, you know, a deep winter. And then coming into spring, you kind of see the same, we have to clean out <laughs> before. Well, yeah, because we know that our gut microbiome actually changes with the seasons. We're not meant to be eating the same foods all year long. Right. So I think that those bitters kind of like help our bodies to be able to digest the new foods that Absolutely. we're coming into eating. Yeah. And almost like that preparation for yeah. what, what we're about to eat or lack of maybe what we're about to eat. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like it's, it's just that, that interesting fact then that our body is constantly, if you are going with seasonal changes, your body is also changing too. It, the expectation can never be the same year round. And that, I think that's where we fall into a trap a lot, especially. We do. And this is like the yeah. perfect time of the year to highlight the fact that winter is a time for slowing down. Like we, yep. it's yep. to, we can be cozy. We can wrap up in blankets and spend more time cuddling on the couch yep. and, and eating and drinking those like warm, nourishing drinks, like absolutely some raw milk, hot cocoa, maybe Ooh. looking mm -hmm. forward to that. Yep. That's high on the list. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, me too. And maybe some homemade marshmallows with the gelatin. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Marshmallows. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There are just different ways, you know, and just really just honoring. I think that's what it comes to. I'm just honoring the season for, for what it does bring. And some people might say, oh, that's romanticizing. You know what? Well, maybe I don't we care. should do that. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy winter. So, but yeah, you are right. I think it is a time for slowing down. And oftentimes I, I think that's the problem too, sometimes with our modern lifestyles that we just keep we never going slow down. through winter. <laughs> and then we wonder why, oh, we're fatigued or right. Um, we're tired or we're depressed and it's like maybe we're pushing so hard all the time and we're never giving our bodies the chance to like rejuvenate and rest and I mean winter is a time of darkness a time of right. melatonin like we're getting so many more hours of darkness we should be maybe sleeping a little bit more we should be allowing our bodies to reach the the deep um autophagy and apoptosis and it's just like we can really use winter to heal. Right, right. So real quick, I think that we should um, explain apoptosis and autophagy real quick. Right. So um, autophagy is basically where your cells are recycling and repairing 
and getting rid of what doesn't serve them anymore. Which can, is a, a great explanation for winter. Right. You know, like, yeah. Right. And then apoptosis is cell death. So yeah, right. the cells that are maybe, I don't know if I can say this, but cancerous or, you know, not like they can't be recycled. So they right. need so to. Just, you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just wanted to hit that definition real quick. And it's but, melatonin that runs those processes. So if you are flipping on all the bright lights, you're inhibiting your melatonin release and you're not going to reach the state of autophagy or apoptosis. And I know people say like, oh, fasting will get you into autophagy after 24 hours of fasting, but who really wants to do that? Right. Like right. maybe there's times for it. There, yes, I I definitely do ag agree with that. That there is there are times for it. But yeah, so it's like in winter, I'm going to use darkness to my advantage. Exactly. And I'm going to to sleep. You know, like again, we've I think we've said this before that self care is going to sleep. You <laughs> when know, you're like, tired. When you're tired, yeah, exactly. When you're tired, yeah, I just go to sleep, and then, like you said, not flipping on lights. Really, if you can, using those orange blue blockers or the reds, you know, switching your phone to red, all of that kind of stuff. So watch out your it, bulbs if you have to. Yeah, I know you're really good at that. Um, I, I, we, we have like just a bunch of night lights that, and then I just walk around the house and flip things off that don't need to be on. <laughs> yeah, my kids, some of them are in that stage where it's like, that's a light switch. I'm going to flip it now. So we do yes. try to like, I can reach that. Yeah. I'm going to play with this. I can play with that. So yeah. But yeah like, so it is that or eating by candlelight, you know, like I know that we're about the, I know. <laughs> Maybe I love that you idea. should get like little, um, I don't know. Uh, do they make little nightlights that are not, I don't know. Someday You'll get we'll there. You'll yeah. get there. But yeah, I know candlelight is definitely, um, it's definitely something my kids start to ask for it now, you know, when it's dark or um, we actually just put up some, I don't know how much longer we have this sunroom that we have a table in where we eat. Uh, it's a three season room, I guess you could say. And we just put up some incandescent lights and uh, string lights. But now that I say this, I don't know how much longer we're actually going to be able to <laughs> to eat out there because we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner out there now, but, um, breakfast is starting to, yeah, to not, not be so able to dine out there. Going into like thinking about breakfast, ideally we want to be eating breakfast after sunrise, but sunrise is getting, it's like late. later in the day. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Which for, for sure. us we can do because we are homeschooling, but also sometimes the kids are like starving. Oh, Yes, absolutely. So they have to have something. But, right. you know, I mean, I, I think, too, that's like where we can't be so rigid sometimes. Like if I if I wake up and, you know, my body's really telling me that I am I need to eat something, then right. that's when you go into like a hard boiled egg or a piece of sausage or something like that. So. So, yeah. So we've done diet. We've done sleep and slowing down. Um, how about cold acclimation? Yeah, I feel like fall is the time where, okay, this is your chance. Like this is your this chance is to get acclimated to the cold before winter's here. 
or you are going to freeze your butt off all winter. Yeah. Long. Yeah, it would be difficult to start in the dead of winter. Yeah, that it, it would, would be it would be. Yeah. <laughs> so when I go out at sunrise, I'll like I'll go out in like whatever I wore to bed, shorts, a tank top, whatever. I try to kind of like dress down for yes. my couple minutes out at sunrise. Yes. Barefoot if possible. So I just stay out till I get a little chilly and then I come back in. And slowly but surely the sunrises are getting colder and colder. But I don't feel super cold. No. 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 And not at all. I think the the one of the most difficult things I will say is that the grass has been wet in the morning, like a real heavy dew. You know, you can tell that soon it'll be a frost. Yeah. Um, but stepping into that grass is really like, we're awake, let's go. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It's energizing. The funny thing is for kids, I don't really think that they need to like cold adapt because kids are cold adapted. Like they do not care. They have all that brown fat and they're ready for winter. They're ready for it. Yeah. I had to laugh this morning. So my husband works out in our garage. And so in the summertime, he had both of our garage doors open. And then recently I've been noticing that just one garage door is open. (laughs) And then and then I come outside because he wakes up and works out before I do. Um, he's up at like dawn. Like he gets all of that. And uh, I walk out this morning and he now is wearing a shirt. And now and then this morning he had on a, a T-shirt, shorts, and a winter toboggan, like a winter hat <laughs> on. <laughs> I just turned and I looked. I was like, oh, okay. I do like something similar. I try to do like a UVA rise walk, especially yeah. now that like UVA is later in the day. It just is so oh much gosh, easier so to later. do it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, our dogs have gotten into the habit of we go for a walk at sunrise and it's like prancing around until we go. And so for us, it's like UVA is like windows open kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'll like start my UVA rise walk in like a tank top or whatever and then like we do a lap through the woods and then i'm like well maybe i'll put on something a little heavier and do another lap and then (laughs) well maybe something a little more now yeah yeah we've reached the point of the like i've refused to turn our heat on at this point and um so that's another another thing to think about is what temperature are we keeping the house and so generally in the winter i i do turn the heat on and it's like around (laughs) Sounds I sound horrible. I'm sorry. Um, I look at we look around like 65, 67. And uh the bedrooms are usually colder. And uh, but I find that that helps because in in reality, we ask the question, are we ever experiencing a true seasonal change? Because if I go from, you know, a house at 68 72 degrees to my car, which might be in the garage. And then I rush into my workspace or wherever I work. Am I really ever feeling winter? Right. Especially if like you're starting your car beforehand. So that way it's really warm when you get in there. So it's like you're outside for what, 10 seconds before you get to your car, maybe. Right. Which I told, I start my car because. Well, yeah. Yeah. When we had street parking. Yeah. I definitely. Yeah, because if it had a frost or something, you know, but right, I, exactly. Got to go somewhere, you know, like got to warm it up some. Well, and my kids are all in car seats, and you're not supposed to wear yeah. coats in the car. Can't seats. wear coats in car seats. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if you can make the extra step of just bumping the heat down a little bit, you know, 
And then something else right. I like to do is I like to keep a window cracked in all of the bedrooms. I don't know. How cold does that get? Um, well. Does that affect your heating bill? I have a lot of questions. See, we have oil. And so okay. we just pay a flat rate anyway. But I will say that it started out pretty high. And then this is our third year of having it. And it has gone down. Okay. I mean, when I say a crack, it is literally like I just open it up until I feel the cool air. Right. So it's literally, it might be like quarter, half inch open, just enough to keep. I have this funny thing about airflow. Like I think oh, yeah. like the, the feeling of stagnant so air. Yeah. I, I don't know. I did. But, uh, but I'll go through and open up windows throughout the house anyway in the winter. Just right. to let well, I don't have to do that because my kids like to leave the doors open, so we get lots of airflow. Right. <laughs> we have not reached the the age where people close the door yet. That's another intuitive thing they've been meaning to talk <laughs> yeah. to you about. Exactly they know it. what they're doing. If you could just, you know, yeah, not worry Mom, about it. you're making the house too. You're warm. making it. We're gonna leave this door open for you. Did they ever complain that it's cold inside? Never. Oh no. my gosh. Yeah. Do they There's wear socks in the no. winter? No, because no. then they'd have to find their socks. And yeah, I think it's about time that we start over with socks and throw yeah, we socks have away. To and then, yeah. It's yeah. So things. they, I mean, they wear socks when they go outside. And I have like wool socks for them. So that way we can spend more time outside in the winter and not yeah. have to worry about anybody's feet freezing. But I right. have like a special drawer in my bedroom where the expensive wool socks go Ooh. and they must be put in my hands right away. That's so, the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's well worth it, but right. the way my kids treat the socks, they don't I get, get it. rain with those. I feel that immensely because, you know, you have one sock that they hid on purpose to see if anybody could find it two years later. And then the other one is in the drawer. Right. Or they'll go, they'll, my kids, if they put on socks, they're so used to not putting on shoes. Sometimes they'll run outside and dress their socks and the socks yeah. get wet. So they take them off and they throw right. them. But why not? That sounds fun. What else would you do with a pair of socks? And then they never get found again. So it's all part of their plan. Yes. They don't know what their plan, plan is, but it's a, it's a part of their plan. They just don't. It's like part circadian friendly and part pure chaos. Exactly. That sounds like a that's, that sounds <laughs> like a, our next podcast. Yeah. Circadian chaos. That's Stay exactly tuned. what we're living here. Yeah. So, so for you, sorry, go ahead. for you guys in the winter, do you utilize the red light therapy more often? Um, this is actually going to be our first, well, this will be second. Uh, because we got it at like kind of the middle of um of the year, of the middle of the winter last year. So yeah, I would imagine sometimes it just doesn't fit into the day. Yeah. Um yeah, I that, that might be a good strategy moving moving into the winter. We'll have to implement that. Do you guys do that? Um, I think last winter, like, because I try to wake up before the kids just because it puts me in a better mood. If I can be up before the kids and I'm not getting woken up to hungry kids, like, if I already have, like, breakfast going or a plan for breakfast at least. So I'll try to wake up and use the red light panel just a little bit because I find that that really is a mood booster for me. That's for you. Yeah. That's and then if the kids ask for it, of course. But Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, sometimes they'll ask for it if it's been in use for a while. And it like, you know, um, summer was just kind of crazy. We didn't, that was not a thing that I happened in the summer. I don't think that you need it so much in the summer. I don't think so either. I mean, there were a couple of times. I mean, I think honestly, we just used it more for like wound healing. Yeah. Um, we had some nasty like scrapes on toes. Oh, I, I don't do the toes. toes think, oh, I can't say that. Um, but yeah, so we used it for that. But um, that's about that's about it. So we'll definitely get back into it because it is purposeful. And that's another thing to think about in winter, too. Now that you say that is the use of sauna. Mm, yeah. Um, I know that kind of sounds contradictory, but it is, I think, I think you just need it. And it's not like to sweat. It's purely like five to 10 minutes just to build a little bit of heat, just to build a little bit of blood flow. Um, and I think, well, that and that there's also something to be said, like, um, ancestrally speaking where, you know, I've read, like if they got sick or mm -hmm. they weren't feeling well or whatever, they would do like a hot and cold mm -hmm therapy yeah. like get right. really cold and then bundle up in a bunch of little blankets and sit in front of a fire so I think that there's something to that and I was getting sick a couple of weeks ago and I did that I did you yeah I did like a sauna and then I did a cold shower and I was fine the next day you felt better yeah it is yeah, interesting to play around but sure absolutely um but that's something else to think about too is like I don't do like cold water therapy other than like when we go to the pool at the beginning right. of the year and I'll like ease my way into it, like that, it just sounds horrendous to me. I know that it's really beneficial, but I have, mm -mm. I will go for a shiver walk in the winter. Yep. I can tolerate that more than I can. It's the, it's the, it's the, water. the cold water. Like, yeah, I don't, I know I need to do difficult things, but I don't know if that's one of the difficult things I want to do. Yeah. You know. My, um, my family has a lot of like thyroid issues mm -hmm. and I know that the cold therapy can be so beneficial for thyroid. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know. I always want to be able to like jump in the water and swim with my kids, like right. and my grandkids someday. And it's like, I feel like if I'm a not afraid of, but like dreading cold water, there's going to come a point where it's like, no guys, I don't really want to swim with you. And I don't want to do that. I agree with you. So I just stick to that in the summertime. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But in the, in the winter, like it is cold. Like you, we are supposed to go outside. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you can feel the temperature change in your winter gear. Like I want to state that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We, don't, and we should not be spending hours outside in a tank top in the winter. Right. Thank you. Thank you Can for we, saying that. Right. That's not, that doesn't sense. make sense. Right. Yeah. Right. And so like you can build up to that. So like you said before, it's like I'm going to go out in the morning and I'm not going to be dressed in like, you know, sweatshirt right. and jacket and all that kind of stuff. For a few but minutes. For a few minutes. Absolutely. But you can do that multiple times a day and, you know, making the point to go outside, just stand for a couple minutes in Maybe your your t-shirt, it depends on how cold it is. And then, you know, in another hour or so, two hours or so, go out and do it again. So it's just that purposeful time of going outside. Right. And I also think like, okay, in the summer, we're not trying to like heat adapt by wearing our winter gear outside and like right. the middle of the day in the summer. Right. Our, I don't know. 
No, it does make sense because in the summer, then I do come to sweat naturally and right. easily. Yeah. Your body gets the feel of the temperature without you like tricking it. Right. Like, if you're going to yeah, go outside and sled for three hours, you're going to wear all your gear and you're going to get cold. Right. Right. Exactly. It, it it does make sense because again, it's like just because, you know, things are really like popular now doesn't mean that it's meant for year long use. Right. Like use the seasons to your advantage. And then if you're not, let's say feeling well, then use it to help and right. maybe not like the everyday thing like you did with when you weren't feeling well. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It just makes sense. Like, you, you know, it does go back to the thing of all things in moderation. Right. You know, like it's the, do I really need to eat a blueberry in the middle of winter? Not that I'm picking on blueberries today, but you know, it came from like Costa Rica or something like that. Like, Right. And I think once you get kind of into this lifestyle, you kind you find your intuition. I know I did. And yeah. like, I used to love like, oh, I would crave fruit salad like all year long. And now I don't in the winter. If I were yeah. craving it, then I would probably eat it. There you but go. But I don't crave it. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Because I think you just kind of fall in tune with those changes and what each season is asking of you to what it's giving you. you know? Right. Yeah. Where like when I was living basically perpetual summer all year, of course I wanted fruit salad. Yeah. Right. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at UV light all day long or, you know, or blue light all day long. Right. Like it's like, I, I want that. Of course I do, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it is just kind of like just taking a step back, looking at the season and then choosing to embrace it rather than to fight it and seeing what it gives you. Yeah. Right. And then maybe the last thing we can talk about is bedtime in the winter. I personally go to bed a lot earlier in the winter than I do in the summer. I just get tired earlier. Yeah. Well, yeah, because what daylight savings time is about to end. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, <sighs> <sorry>. <sighs> yeah, I just looked at the calendar today and I was like, oh, gosh. I thought Although, they were getting rid of that. I did, too. Because this is daylight saving time ends. So we will be back on track with how it should be. Is right? It, is that what it is? Is that what I'm thinking? It ends. So this is how it should be. Okay. I hate I know, saving time. I, I do too. And and I every every year I'm like, I don't know which is worse. The falling Honestly, back or the springing forward. Like I really don't know. I um, think that the we're we're doing falling back, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That one is always tough on my kids. Well, yeah, because it's the dark at five o'clock. Right. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. You know? Well, right. yeah. And they get tired too. But yes. then they're also wake like my kids will wake up earlier doing that. Yes. Yes. Which then gives you more hours of darkness. Right. Because you're waking up early and it's dark. And it's dark. No one, this is not helpful <laughs> to anybody. No one is doing well right now. Yeah. Um, especially like, doesn't the spring one, it has a, doesn't have the correlation of heart issues heart. during that time. I yeah. feel like both of them. You're probably right. You're probably right. Just yeah. messing. It's not good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. So again, like it's the, I can't do anything about it. 
So I might just as work well with it. just work with it and embrace sleep. it. Sleep. Yeah. Read a yeah. good book by, you know, candlelight or right. Like something. let's again, let's slow down. Like yeah. ancestrally our we would be slowing down in the winter because we would have already done all of our work to make it through the winter. Right. Right. So like let's relax and like these can be really good memories for our kids too. Like, Oh, every winter we would drink hot chocolate and read books. Like that was a big thing we did last winter was it's okay. It's dark. Reading. Yeah. Yeah. It's dark. So we're not really going to do anything, but it's too early for bedtime. So we would just spend like a couple hours and I would be just reading books and then you're falling asleep and yeah. it's, oh <laughs> but they love it. I know they do. I know. Or, or like, uh, we like puzzles. Yeah, puzzles and um, oh, cards. more drawing, drawing. Yeah, cards are always fun. Um, My kids are funny because they'll be like, "Well, I, I can't tell what color this crayon is," and they'll have to like walk over to like the orange light. Like, I still can't tell what color I still this can't is. Tell what color it is. Yeah, we'll find out in the summer, kids. We'll look in the morning when the, when the <laughs> yeah. <sun comes. laughs> it it adds um. Like some, it's a guessing game. It makes it, it more fun. It's yeah. way more fun. Yeah. Who knows? Let's. I think we in. have to find the humor in this lifestyle a little bit. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, they they can be a part of that journey too. <laughs> they can tell their friends about it someday. My mom, she wouldn't even <laughs> let me see what color the crayon yeah. was, and uh, I was trying to put this puzzle together, but I didn't couldn't I see couldn't the see colors it. in it either. A hundred piece puzzle took us an hour to do. Yeah. Well, it'll build character. It, it, yeah. Right. It teaches patience. So. So, yeah. So I think that was a good, um, good conversation. Do you have anything you want to add to that or any final thoughts? Um, I, I think we've covered everything. I know that probably a question that people have about wintertime and circadian lifestyle is like the use of those sad lamps. Oh, good idea. Yeah. I don't know. There's I, so much conflicting information. Yeah. I think like I, I haven't landed on anything that I'm like sold on because you're supposed to use them outside, right? Well, yeah. Cause they're like a, an isolated wavelength, which we know that isolated wavelengths aren't always the best. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Because I think that if you're living the circadian lifestyle, you'll find your need for the sad lamps diminished. And there are possible like workarounds, you know, so something that we're going to really try this, this winter is like an Epsom salt bath or Epsom salt foot soaks because it's, um, it's sulfated magnesium which does have an impact if you're thinking about like vitamin D levels. So right. if that's like kind of what you're thinking, like the, the premise behind it, you know, can I affect? Right. I don't I hate to talk I about mean, this kind of stuff, but you know, it, you know what I, cause it's just not my opinion, you know, it's our opinion on it. But, right. Exactly. Um, I mean, if you feel like you need to supplement vitamin D I don't know. Talk to your doctor. But right because some people burn through it quickly. Like I know it, people with exactly. down syndrome burn through vitamin D quickly. So that's why we're going to really hit up 
Epsom salt. Are you going to have his blood levels tested? Um, I'll, well, he has to have blood work done coming up here soon. So I'll probably have it done then. And then I'll just do it whenever he has to have it again. It'd be interesting to know like what his numbers are and like how depleted they get through the winter. But the other thing is that our liver, I believe stores vitamin D like from the summer, if you're getting enough sun, not wearing sunglasses and all of that. You do store some up for the winter. Right. But the other part of that conversation is melatonin. Yes. And where that kicks in and where possibly the vitamin D accumulation runs out. And am I honoring that melatonin? Right. We're kind of switching gears from like vitamin D to melatonin. Yeah. Right. Because the body wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have been designed to struggle through winter. I'm not saying, I I don't want to like say that it's easy. You know, you, you, you look back ancestrally and gosh, you know, that was a, that could have been a horrific time if, if nothing was available, you know, like you hear stories all the time about native Americans that like, I think like up where you were, where you are, it's that they struggled. They could only find rabbit. And then they are so low on fat that I am essentially fat starved. And so that's not good either. You know, so it's like really trying to to figure out what works for you. And the balance. Like we don't live in ancestral times. So right. we don't have to struggle like that. But we can still appreciate the change of the seasons. Absolutely. And then once you do appreciate those changes of the seasons and you really do make it a point to see the sunrise, go outside, you know, frequent contacts and then block, you know, artificial blue light at night, what does that do for your seasonal affective disorder? Right. So something to think about before you supplement. You right. Know? Yeah. So no, yeah. good, good topic to bring up though, because I know some, that is a, that is a big thing, but I do find that when I go outside, you feel better. Yeah. I mean, you're still getting all the other benefits of the sun, even if you don't have the UVB. So. And it is a short time. It I is. I have to say it is a short time because once January or what is it? December 21st, 22nd, when the, the uh, winter solstice happens. Which is like the shortest low, day. Right. 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 It's the, you know, the opposite of June 21st, where on June 21st, we've been slowly losing light. Right. And from, you know, December 21st, it's the return. And so it's difficult. Don't get me wrong. You know, in March when you're like, oh, my gosh, I just want it to be like 60 degrees and bright sun so I can feel the warmth. Um, yeah, I, you just you just got to go with the flow, you know? Yeah. It'll be back. So, so here's to enjoying yes. winter and Absolutely. just going outside. Always just going outside. So, all right. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.